the news others choose. We bring you local news, business news, international, sports and entertainment news. Right here on GTR. GTR. Hello, good morning and welcome to the Daybreak News on Ghana Talks Radio. Coming up, Alban Bakbin recalls MPs for urgent parliamentary business on May 2, 2023. President Nanado inaugurates an ultra-modern barracks for the Ghana Police Service and improve appalling working conditions of journalists, gadgetful to media owners. This business sports and showbiz is coming in this morning's bulletin. The news will be read by Awin Temi Akansukum. Now, the details. Members of parliament are to cut short their recess period as a speaker of parliament. Alban Sumana Bagmin is recalling them back to the house. The MPs are expected to return to the House for sitting on May 2, 2023 to consider what the Speaker of Parliament says is urgent parliamentary business. The House went on break on March 31, 2023 after passing three controversial tax bills into law with an Antong Member of Parliament involved in an accident on his way to Parliament to partake in the vote to approve the bills. On the 9th, the MPs also approved two additional Supreme Court justices who had been vetted by the Appointments Committee earlier in the year. Now, President Nanaidi Dankwekufuado has inaugurated a modern barracks facility for the Ghana Police Service at Kwabenya in the Ga'east district in the Greater Accra region. The project, which was undertaken through a public-private partnership between the Ministry of Lands and Natural Resources, the Ministry of the Interior, the Lands Commission, and a private developer, Unique Development Company Limited, will pave way for the relocation of the police barracks adjacent airport city to free the land for the redevelopment of the area into an aviation city. The first phase of the project consists of 322 one- and two-bedroom housing units, a police station, and other amenities such as school, a clinic, an AstroTurf football field, a tennis court, a fuel filling station, a workshop enclave, and other essential amenities. The president urged the developers to ensure the completion of the remaining flats under the phase two of the project, which would comprise 514 flats. President Ekofuado said the increasing urban population, which is estimated to reach 72 percent by 2035, had led to the growing demand for housing, infrastructure, and public services in major cities. He said this explained why the government had embarked on an urban renewal project aimed at redeveloping prime areas in cities across the country, such as the Kumasi Sector 18, the Marine Drive Tourism Development Project and the Takrade Beach Road Redevelopment Scheme, among others. The Minister of Lands and Natural Resources, Abujinapur, said the aviation city area encompassed the land adjacent the airport city and stretched to Stambik Heights through the Driver and Vehicle Licensing Authority, DVLA, to the Ministry of Defense. 
He said currently the land hosted the Ghana Police Service, including a barracks with primary and junior high schools, mobile force quarters, rapid development force, national protection unit, field depot, and a workshop. Other occupants the minister mentioned included the banned trooping army of the Ghana Armed Forces, there was Africa Examination Council WAIC, the Driver and Vehicle Licensing Authority, the Ghana Airports Company Limited, and the Ghana Meteorological Agency GMA. He said similar projects were being undertaken around Boshe to relocate the agencies within the enclave to pave way for the redevelopment project to give the city a facelift. The Minister for the Interior, Ambrose Terry, expressed appreciation for the completion of the first phase and entreated the developers to endeavor to complete the entire project on schedule. For his part, the Inspector General of Police, IGP Dr. George Akufo Dampari, assured the President that the police would take good care of the facility. He said the barracks complex was a first of its kind and commended the government for the facility. Now, a former dean of the School of Information and Communication Studies at the University of Ghana, Professor Audrey Gajekpo, has challenged media owners to improve the appalling working conditions of journalists. A recent University of Ghana Department of Communication Studies and Media Foundation for West Africa, MFWA report dubbed the State of the Ghanaian Media Report, exposed the poor working conditions of many journalists in Ghana. The average Ghanaian journalist, according to report, earned 500 cities or 1,000 Ghana cities monthly, with many old arrears over the years. Speaking to the media, Professor Audrey Gajipo said the poor working condition of journalists makes them vulnerable. Working conditions of journalists are very poor and it makes the practice of journalism even more precarious than you will think it should be. And I really do think that media owners and media managers must be engaged on this very critical issue. Of concern is the politicization in media ownership and the fact that it is opaque. It is not transparent, Professor Audrey Gajapo suggested. Now moving to business, Ghana's petroleum industry generated a record revenue of 1.43 billion US dollars in 2022, the highest since the inception of oil production in the country. This was despite a dip in the number of oil barrels drilled in Ghana's three oil fields, the Jubilee, Chinebua, Enira, and Ntomi, as well as the Sankofa, Jinyame areas. This was contained in the Public Interest and Accountability Committee's PIAC report on the field for the year 2022. Total petroleum revenue in 2022 is the highest for a single year since the inception of petroleum production in Ghana with a figure of 1.43 billion US dollars. PIAC in its report launched on April 20, 2023, however complained about the decline in crude oil production in the country. According to PIAC, Ghana's crude production plummeted 
consistently in the past three years while 2019 recorded 71 million four hundred and thirty nine thousand five hundred and eighty five barrels the figure decreased to sixty six million nine hundred and twenty six thousand eight hundred and six barrels in 2020 and went down further to fifty five million fifty thousand three hundred and ninety one barrels in 2021 and then to fifty one million seven hundred and fifty six thousand four hundred and eighty one barrels in 2022 the committee noted that ghana made more from oil revenue because of high crude prices on the international market the high crude oil prices on the international market led to the receipt of the highest petroleum revenue since inception these revenues were subsequently allocated and distributed in line with the provisions in act 815 PIAC recommended that Ghana should speed up the sustainable development of its petroleum resources to reverse the decline in petroleum production. The committee also suggested to Ghana to put measures in place to attract new investors and also complete ongoing projects early to achieve this goal now moving to sports the ghana football association gfa foundation has made a donation of 50,000 ghana cities to former ghana coach Salah stete who led the national under 20 team to win the world cup in 2009 the gfa foundation was established and launched by the current leadership of the ghana football association to enhance the living conditions of former footballers who may be in need of assistance due to old age ill health injury or general deprivation the visit to coach tete's residence was the first activity by the gfa foundation and the association's president ket okreku expressed his gratitude to tete for his invaluable and dedicated service to the country Mr. Okroku clarified that all entitlements, including vehicles, promised to the team after the FIFA Under-20 World Cup had been fulfilled, refuting media reports of unpaid bonuses and salaries. Tete, who managed Sierra Leone and Rwanda national teams, expressed his gratitude for the visit and donation and thanked the GFA president for personally sponsoring him for the CAF license A refresher course for coaches in 2021. Now, in showbiz this morning, the manager of Ghanaian artist Kamido, George Mensa Britting, has said in Joy FM's latest Twitter space conversation on showbiz that there are limits to what Kamido is allowed to post on his social media pages. Even though he mentioned there are no clear-cut restrictions on the artist's activities in the cyberspace, he explained that there are lines he cannot cross. We make sure that he stays clean. I mean staying clean as in not going to affect anybody. Because a musician, your followers equally have diverse political views, especially you don't go talk about issues that will come back and harm you. Sure, we will not set things that we cannot discuss in-house, but we try as much as possible not to step on the boundaries, he told the host. Once or twice, Camido has come out to share his views on topics relating to the government or the current happenings in the country. 
but it is always the surface we do not go harder to cause any damage to the brand because Camido is still a growing brand and he shares views without insulting and that is what is keeping him afloat when it comes to topics of these sorts. Talking about how necessary it is for handlers of artists to have access to their social media account, he indicated that it helps rein in on excesses and also keeps the pages alive even when the artists are too busy with their creative work. The discussion comes on the back of episode's interview on Joy Prime where he said that his manager who had access to his account used it for fraudulent activities, a reason he parted ways with him. And that's it with the Daybreak News on Ghana Talks Radio. Log on to www.ghanatalksradio.com for more of these stories and follow us Ghana Talks Radio on all social media platforms you can as well download the gtr app from your app store or google play to listen the news was read by awin temi akansukum and i say thanks so much for making time do have a good morning this is ghana talks radio the best station rocking a nation